You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. For Panther fans who want to keep pounding. For the ones who want an inside look at the vault. This, 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 this is Views is from Mid Street. Now, here's your host, Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown. All right, we're going to get into the X's and O's of this Carolina v. Atlanta game here in just a minute. But before we do, one more thing I wanted to point out on the Views from Mid Street podcast, available where major podcasts are found on Spotify, on Stitcher, on Apple, iTunes, on Google Play, or free on the Odyssey app, is this. We opened this year... Uh, at plus 6,500 odds to win the division, right? About 650 to one. Bet a dollar, get 650 back if we win the division. You know what our odds are right now? Plus 1,500. Plus 1,500. Now, granted, we still have the longest odds in the NFC South, right? The New Orleans Saints have better odds than we do to win this division, which, as I've cautioned you by being the pessimistic slash realist of the group. The Saints are incredibly banged up team. One of the most injured teams in the NFL so far. If they get back Landry, Thomas, etc., I think the Saints team is going to get better. Doesn't mean they're going to be good. Just means they're going to be better. The Falcons are now plus 350. The Buccaneers are minus 170. They are minus. So they are. They are one to 17, right? You got to bet 100 to get a, or excuse me, bet 170 to get 100 back if you take Tampa to win the division. Vegas still has faith that Tampa's going to put it together at some point and be the team that preseason we all thought they were going to be. But why? They also have had, uh, same with Atlanta and New Orleans, they have also had an exponentially less impressive jump in the odds than Carolina. Atlanta was, if I go back to the beginning of the season, I want to say that they were somewhere in the neighborhood of like plus 3,000 to win the division. They're now down to plus 350, but we went plus 6,500 to plus 15. Again, still three times, sorry, five times longer odds to win the division than Atlanta. A team that if we beat, we take the division from, uh, division lead from on Sunday. The point is that There is a combination of things happening here. Number one, Vegas is looking at the division and going, it's really bad. It's not as clear cut as we thought with Tampa Bay, who I think was, I think Tampa was like minus 350, minus 400 to start the year to win the division off the top of my head. Now they're all the way down to minus 170. But the other side is they're looking at Carolina and going, wait a minute. This team was expected to get blown out by Tampa, swept by Tampa. They just beat Tampa. They got a chance to go on the road. They've already beat New Orleans. They got a chance to go one, two, three and win three divisional games in a row. Vegas has recognized how much better of a a position, not a team, but a position we're in that we were at the beginning of the season. And my question is, 
Vegas recognizes that. The most impartial of all entities, Las Vegas, when it comes to the betting lines. Does that change the way that the front office, the way that the coaching staff attacks the rest of this year? Uh, no. If, if you listen to Steve Wilkes and you believe what he says, they're trying to win. If you believe what the front office says, they're trying to win. If you think they, if you're asking if they're having a different approach, that means you don't believe they were trying to win in the first place, or you could, or it's implied. And I, I just, uh, at first I thought the tanking thing was real, but halfway through this last game, that totally went out the window. Uh, when the defense played the way they did, and when they listened or actually looked at at, at the best thing to do against the Tampa Bay defense, and they adjusted and they ran the ball and they won the game. Um, so I don't think the approach changes. If they wanted to tank, they would have found a way to lose. And you can, you can find a way to lose subtly, but they weren't trying to do that. They were trying to win. And some could say, well, they put P.J. Walker in there. That's proof that – but they didn't have a choice. They didn't have another quarterback at the time. They, they have a choice now. You can look at it and think, well, P.J. Walker was the fourth-string quarterback, so apparently they want to lose. And I got to admit – if you listen to um, past podcasts, I was thinking that way, and I think I was wrong. I don't think they want to lose. I think they're trying to win, and I think they've at least one game in after this victory, one one game, uh, two games into the, the Steve Wilkes time at the helm. I think they may realize that Carolina Panthers are a great defense and they're running offense. If they stick to that. I think it might be a winning formula for them. Are they going to win all the games? No, but they could actually win this division. They very much could. And again, like we said, this Sunday is big. Uh, I think you've got a lot of external factors we've got to keep an eye on. Like I said, does Tom Brady continue to look terrible? We know that earlier today. We're recording this on Friday. Uh, if you listen to it over the weekend, uh, on Friday, Tom Brady and Giselle finally filed for divorce. I was at a... Uh, I was at a bar for a late lunch on Thursday uh, with a couple of folks. And one of them, t- uh, when we were watching the, the the NFL net, they showed Brady's presser after the game uh, last week against uh, Carolina. And they said, is it just me or does Tom Brady like look terrible, right? Like not as a football player, not as a quarterback. Well, he doesn't, look, he doesn't look good that doesn't way look either. Good that way yeah, either yeah. But he just lo- he looks he just does not look like a like a like a healthy person right now. And I, you know, again, I'm not a psychologist, nor did I stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night. But there's a part of me that goes, I, I got to think that the off the field life of Tom Brady is definitely having an impact on his mental health and therefore definitely having an impact on his ability to be uh, Tom Brady. There's also the part of that whole thing about, you know, he's 45 years old at some point. Father time wins every fight. He remains undefeated at this point. Uh, but if Brady's devo- if if the stuff between Brady and Giselle has genuinely been something that is impacting Tom Brady as a quarterback, uh, it is now ha- in the hands of attorneys and, and judges. Right? I mean, they've got quite literally billions of dollars worth of of stuff that they got to go through and divide up and they got kids and all that. At some point that is going to hit a point where Brady's like, okay, my lawyers, my legal team's taking care of this. I need to just focus on football and maybe the bucks find their way back. 
I mentioned the Saints. The Saints and the Falcons both incredibly banged up teams right now. The Saints uh, have played a majority of the season missing two or three of their wide receivers every single game. Could they bounce back? Vegas thinks that they absolutely can. The Atlanta Falcons have had so many injuries in their defensive backfield that they went over the past few weeks from middle of the pack to the worst pass defense in the entire National Football League. They have given up more yards through the air than every other team in the NFL. And and, and while they aren't good as it stands, this is injury-related. There's a lot of factors with the other three teams in the division that are going to come into play as this season progresses. But at the end of the day, Lonzo, and pardon me for going cliche, pardon me for going coach speak on this, we control what we control, and what we control is our games, our roster, etc. You can't look at Atlanta and be concerned about what they're going to be in week 10 or, or 9 or whatever it is when we face them again. You look at Atlanta, and you're worried about what they are this Sunday at 1 o'clock. And what they are this Sunday at 1 o'clock is a beatable football team. Oh, without a doubt. You got to look at uh, what is the strength of the Panthers right now. It is the defense. Without, without a doubt, the defense is a strength. How does the defense match up against the receivers for Atlanta? How does it match up against the running game? More importantly, how does it match up against Mariota? Can you get pressure on him? Can you, uh, can you make him make some mistakes, which I do believe you can do? And also, the strength of the Carolina Panthers offense right now is the running game. And do you stick with it again for the second game in a row and use it till it doesn't work again? The Falcons are an interesting team. And let's talk a little bit about them as a team before we get into the X's and O's of this game to wrap up the pod. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is an Atlanta team that is three and four. They are, as of today, in first place in the NFC South by way of the Bucks' loss last night. They have won three football games. Two of them on paper... Look pretty impressive. They did beat the Seattle Seahawks back in week three. They have also defeated the Cleveland Browns. At that point, the Browns, we were like, whoa, Jacoby Brissett may have figured it out. Now, since then, the Browns have tumbled a little bit. But at the time, the Browns, I think, were, what, three and one to start the season, had a little mojo before they they, they started falling apart. Uh, and then they beat the 49ers by two touchdowns, which, by the way, is an impressive win. But a lot of people, in fact, on the show today, when I called the fact that the Falcons had three wins, one of them impressive, the other two not so much, somebody called in there like, wait a minute, Rob, was the win over Seattle not impressive? Yeah, the Seattle team got smoked by the 49ers. They lost to Atlanta. Uh, they beat the Broncos by one. They beat the Lions by three. They lost to the Saints. In fact, the only really impressive win they had was this past weekend of the Chargers. The Seattle win was not as impressive as a lot of Atlanta fans are trying to make it sound. The only win that they've had that was impressive was the 49ers. And then remember, a Bengals team that the Saints really had up against the wall till late in their game two weeks ago, 
The Bengals beat the brakes off the Falcons last week. It was in Cincinnati, and those folks are fired up because they've kind of found it a little bit, and this was obviously before we found out that Jamar Chase is going to the IR for a little while. But the Bengals handled the Atlanta Falcons, uh, a Falcons team that, as I mentioned, has given up more yards through the air than any other team in the National Football League so far. And as we've mentioned, they've lost Terrell. He is out versus the Panthers. We found out he's got a hamstring injury as of right now. The defensive backfield is shredded for Atlanta at this point in time. And I guess this kind of circles back around to the discussion we had to open the pods. So if there is a game where a quarterback for the Panthers can break it open and can put up a career day, it should be this one. The Buccaneers' defensive backfield's good. The Saints, when healthy, is good. Atlanta's, when when healthy, is average, and they ain't healthy right now. I want two things. Number one, hey, Ben McAdoo, still run the football, right? We don't want to change that. That's our identity. But I want to tell PJ, stop looking for passes at the line. Look down the field because it's a beatable football team down the field. Oh, it absolutely is. Now the, the question is, does P.J. have that kind of accuracy? Yeah, he threw some good balls last week. But, you know, you were playing against a defense who knew that you were going to run the ball and it opened some things up. So the only way to get in the same situation, as you just pointed out, run the ball. You run the ball, those things are going to open up. Now, then we're going to find out, can P.J. be as accurate this week as he was last week? And does he need to throw like 35 times? No. I mean, he can throw 10 times and they can win the game. That's fine as long as they're running the ball. But when you know the team has a weakness and that team knows that they have that weakness, uh, can you beat them when they know what you're going to do with it? I, I, I feel really positive about this weekend. Uh, I, I, I think the matchups are great for Carolina. And uh, it's still, it comes down to what it comes down to the last well, the entire season. It comes down to will Carolina run the ball, and um, when they throw the ball, will it be accurate? Because the defense is going to be there. The defense is going to play tough. The defense, I mean, they were on fire last week. They, they, If they come out playing like that this week, they're going to overwhelm Mariota because Mariota is not Tom Brady. As bad as Tom Brady is uh, right now, Mariota is nowhere near Tom Brady. You're right. Right. Good spot to break right there. Yeah, I know I pointed out the obvious, but you know, <laughs> it's just all right. I, I wanted, I felt bad, so I gave Tom Brady a compliment, I guess. It's weird. It is. It hurt.